Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Amanda Rollert Show. I am so glad that you took a moment out of your week to join me for another episode as we talk salt. You know, how do we support abundant living today in so many areas of our life? Are we passionate? Are we doing things? Are we moving ourselves forward? forward in our minds, in our bodies, our family life, our community, and our finances? What are we doing today to move us forward? Are you progressing or are you regressing? Because nothing stays the same. Stick around. We've got an interesting topic today. It kind of goes back to a New Year's resolution that I have been trying to move forward in. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that and, and some things that I realized as I was on this journey of trying to learn how to play the guitar. So stick around. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Amanda Rollert Show. So happy, so happy that you have decided to tune in this week. You know, as I was thinking about what I was going to talk about, I was actually going through something personally that has been culminating for several months as I've been working on a New Year's resolution. And I've also been doing something professionally. And I think the worlds collided to give me an aha moment. But to say the least, this has been an interesting time as I have, if you tuned in at any time last year, as I was preparing for 2022, one of my New Year's resolutions was to learn how to play the guitar. And that's what brings me to discuss this week's topic. And I'm going to call it guitar hero, not <laughs> and you might wonder why. But before we get into that, I have to talk about something else with you. You know, the coaching industry is booming. Basically, if you want to learn how to do anything, you can pretty much find a coach who's willing to help you do it. I mean, there are executive coaches, there are life coaches, performance coaches, there's empathetic coaches, there's Twitter coaches, image coaches, there's dating coaches, there's literacy coaches, there's data coaches. Oh my gosh. And, and it goes on and on and on. There's instructional coaches. There is a coach for just about anything you want to learn how to do. And I thought, surely, Amanda, you want to learn how to play the guitar. You have been wanting to play the guitar for over 30 years and you keep putting it off. So that's why I said 2022 is going to be the year that I stop, you know, and think about the things that I have really been putting off that I really wanted, want to do. And I thought, well, how hard can that be? So really, I'm going to be honest, January, February, March, I was trying to put a bow on some other things that I had prioritized ahead of my guitar learning goal, basically. And I thought, I'll get to that. I think, you know, springtime, March, April, that'd be a great, great time to start my guitar lessons. So long about the end of March, I started thinking, now, where do I want to go? Who do I want to partner with that I believe would make a good fit for me? Because Let's just think about something. I think when you enter into a coaching relationship, 
there's some things that I think are very important. I think you have to have kind of a trust relationship or some, you know, you got to have some street cred, right? You got to have some credibility that you believe somebody's going to get you where you want to go. So I started researching, you know, when COVID hit, everything kind of moved from face to face to, you know, this virtual world. So I thought, well, maybe I could learn to play the guitar virtually. Maybe that's what I should do. And so I began to research places. Well, a lot of the coaches, you know, they're in the larger cities, but when it's virtual, I thought that would bring two worlds together. And I thought, well, that's easy. i could totally do that from my home. But then I, as I started talking to folks and started investigating a little bit further, I realized I don't really know much of anything about playing the guitar, not much less what a guitar looks like. I, I know that, but I mean how the strings are and how you play the chords and how you hold your fingers. And sometimes, you know, I thought, well, I just might need somebody right there with me as I'm, you know, struggling through that, not to mention just tuning the guitar. So I thought, well, Maybe I really should try to go find a face-to-face teacher. So I began looking. I live in a you know small community. It is not in the big city and really wasn't finding anybody around me. So I kind of expanded my search within a 25-mile radius and couldn't really find anybody that was willing to take on a new student or I couldn't find anybody that I thought I could have that relationship with. I know that sounds bizarre, but I truly couldn't find uh, the right fit. So then I expanded my search about 45 miles and I found a couple of places and I thought, all right, this is it. These are the two places that I narrowed my search down for. So I thought, okay, let me call them both. And I will try to do a little bit of a inquiry and interview the company, you know, who's teaching the lessons and see if it's a good fit for me. So I thought, okay, I was super excited. This was April. So I could never get one of the companies to call me back. I called and I called, left messages, nothing, nothing, nothing. The other company person attached to it, I called and they called me right back. And I had a very nice engaging conversation. This was May. And I thought, well, I got to get this into gear because, you know, half the year's almost over. And let me just tell you about the conversation that I had with this person. So he called me back and I told him who I was and I was excited because I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And I had had this, you know, goal for a very, very long time. And I couldn't get anything more out of my mouth before this person just dove right in and started telling me all about how successful he was, all about how successful his company was, all about how many clients he teaches and how many teachers of teachers he has. And I was just in a love, everything about what he did and how he did it. And I was listening because I was genuinely thinking this could be the right fit for me. And I was waiting to get a word in edgewise and I never could. And finally, you know, he asked me about, you know, what days of the weekend do I have a time? And and I was just telling him I could be pretty flexible. I have, you know, work in the area every week. I could find a time that would work. And he was like, you know what? I think you're going to be the one I need to teach because I've done this and I've done that. And we're going to, you know, I, I just thought, oh, okay. He said, I've got a time on Wednesday at 1130. I'm going to sign you up for that. I was trying to tell him that I couldn't start because this was May and we were going to have to just plow through 
And I said, well, I have vacation in June. And I was trying to tell him, well, we just can't start because you know you, you can't miss. And I thought, well, then I have to get back from vacation. And then I have a couple other things that I know that are going to be on the calendar for a Wednesday. I won't be able to be there. Well, okay, well, that's fine. Well, I'm just not going to start you till August. And I, this was June. And I said, oh, okay, that would be fine. He said, well, I've got you down for Wednesday whatever the first Wednesday in August was. I said, oh, okay. He said, you just need to come and bring your guitar and we'll get you going. So I said, okay. So I thought, well, I still have a couple months (laughs) and I'm going to prepare for this and we're going to see how it goes. Well, the next week on Wednesday, he calls me and he says, where are you? And I (laughs) I said, well, last week, remember I told you that I wanted to start coming, but you told me no because we had to go on vacation and you had to start and we couldn't, you know, miss a beat. And he was like, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay. Yeah. You're not coming till August. Yeah. Now I remember. I said, okay, well, I'll see you in August. Well, so it got me thinking. I didn't want to make a knee jerk reaction because I had been preparing, you know, for this for a while now and I was finally doing it. I was excited about it. So I was thinking, okay, here we go. So August comes that first Wednesday of August and I show up for my lesson and on the phone, he called me, you know, some how that week before and wanted to make sure, are you coming? I said, yes, I'm coming. He said, well, you need to make sure you're on time because that's the one thing that I am is punctual and we, I want to give you your time. And I said, okay, sure. So I got there five to 10 minutes early and I walked in and he was with another person giving a lesson. And so I sat down, I got my guitar out and he ended up going over with the lesson about probably six, seven minutes, which, you know, it didn't matter to me. I was, you know, there and I was, you know, I had planned the time. So the other person packed up their stuff and they left and he said, okay, little lady, you need to come over here and let's, you know, see what you got here. And and I was basically thinking, well, I don't have anything. This is new for me. So he said, get your guitar out. And I said, okay, so here's my guitar. And he picked it up and he held it and he was like, oh no. And I said, what do you mean? Oh no. He said, oh, how much did you pay for this guitar? And I was like, well, it was a gift. It was a gift. I don't really know. He said, oh, your hands are going to be bleeding. Your fingers are going to be bleeding when you're going to learn how to play this guitar. And I thought, oh, that doesn't sound very attractive. How so? He said, because you see how the strings are so far away from the, the, I, I call it the neck. He said that that's just too hard to push down. I said, oh, okay. And he said, I'm not trying to sell you anything, but he had a shop full of guitars. I was like, well, if I need to get a better guitar, I'm, I'm open to it. I, I really, truly, oh, well, that's okay. I'll let you use one of mine today. I said, so I thought, well, okay. He's really excited to help me. And then he said, well, let me see it. Let me just, let me just kind of see it. So he grabbed it from me, spun it around and started playing music. And then he started singing to me. And I thought, okay, I know he's maybe excited about what he does, but I would really, you know, it's now it's 15 minutes into my 30 minute lesson. I thought, you know, I'd really like to learn something. And he spun it around and he said, we're not going to use this one. I'm going to go pick one out and I'm going to let you use that one. So I put it in my hand and he said, all right, show me a G. (laughs) I said, I would love to, but I don't know how to play a G. And at that moment, I remember thinking, you know what? I feel like Joey on the episode of Friends when Phoebe was trying to teach him how to play and Phoebe learned or taught herself in an unconventional way. And all I could remember in my head was like, I remember her making these arm gestures or hand gestures and calling, you know, this is the cord bear claw or turkey leg or old lady. And I remember thinking, 
I feel like that person. I don't have a clue, but I'm just trying. I am just trying to learn how to play the guitar. And I finally made it to a lesson and I was excited. And he's kind of stealing a little bit of my excitement because he's telling me, okay, play a G. And I'm like, I don't know what a G is. And I said, well, I don't know. Can you help me? So he lifted my fingers up around the neck of the, you know, the guitar. And he was like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. Look at your fingernails. And he said, you can't have fingernails. You're going to have to cut those off. You can keep them on the other hand, but you're going to have to cut them off on this hand. And I said, okay. He said, cause you're not going to be able to play anything. And I said, okay, I'm willing to do that. All right. Cause you know, some people aren't willing to do that. And I said, I want to learn how to play the guitar. So he said, okay, well, you're not going to be able to play anything today. So here, give me that guitar. And he spun it around and he started strumming. He said, you're going to want to play a G. Let me show you a G and a C and a, cause you're going to want to play like this. And he started playing all of his notes and then he started singing again, all these songs, some old, old, you know, country stuff. And I was just sitting there for my lesson, listening to him sing, listening to him play the guitar and thinking, ah, my balloon's been busted. I wanted to come to learn how to play something, anything. Just let me learn one thing. Just give me one little thing. I can go home and I'll practice it for a whole week. He said, yeah, when you come back, you know, next week. And I said, yes, well, next week I will be back, but then I'm going to be gone. You know, I, I tried to tell you when back in, you know, before June, I, I had some dates that I was going to be out. Oh, well, this isn't going to work. I'm sorry. I can't teach you. And I said, what do you mean? You can't teach me. He said, no, you've got to be here every single week. Cannot miss it all. Um, it's just not going to be worth it. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to charge you though for today, but this isn't going to work. You can come back when you can and, you know, come make sure that you're here every week. And I just sat there. I felt like I was two years old and I had just been scolded by my teacher and I had to pack up my toys and I was told I couldn't come and play anymore. And this is something, this is a goal that I've been trying to achieve for years and years. I finally thought I had a teacher and then I realized this was not a match. This truly was not a match. And so I had to step back and I laughed a little bit about it this week as I was sharing the story with someone. And I thought, you know what? This really is a learning moment for me. And I'm wondering if there's other people that have ever kind of experienced some of the same thing, or maybe are trying or needing a coach for whatever it is that you're wanting to learn how to do. It could be guitar lessons, but it could be something else. It could be performance coaching for singing. It could be live coaching. It could be executive coaching, personal coaching. It could be maybe like I was talking about at the beginning, image coaching, dating coaching. Cognitive coaching, literacy coaching, instructional coaching. What what is it that it is that you're wanting and seeking to do better at? Setting a goal for whatever it is. The coaching industry is booming. But if you don't have the right match, if you don't have the right coach, it is going to not be a successful coach and coachee experience. So I got to thinking. There are certain things that you need to be thinking about when you're looking for a coach, when you're interviewing a potential coach, and is that fit going to matter? So I wrote down five things that I believe are important when you're looking to find that coach. And interestingly enough, I'm actually doing some work with some instructional coaching for teaching and professional development and that kind of thing. And I'm actually in the middle of reading a book by Jim Knight. And and the book actually, it's funny, you know, it's the book is called Impact Cycle, if you're interested. But anyway, it's 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 more, you know, educational and, and teaching focused. But the principle is the same. The principles are the same in that 
you have got to identify what it is you want to do. You need to prioritize how you're going to learn it and then just improve upon it. But the five things that I wrote down, I think number one, you've got to find a coach that you have trust with. If you have a relationship with somebody that is built on trust and is truly built on collaboration and great dialogue between you and the coach, the coach really took time to understand who you are, what do you, what is it that you want to accomplish, then you can move through your coaching at a wonderful pace, whether it's super slow, whether it's you know, a moderate tempo or, or it's faster. It doesn't matter because the coach knows the speed of which you need to go based on what your goals are. But you would not know that unless you had a trust relationship with the coach. Do you and the coach mesh? So number one is trust. Number two, I think that coach needs to understand me, meaning you or me, wherever I am in the process. That was a missing piece that my guitar hero, not, missed. If he would have taken the time to assess me, talk to me that very first day and listen to where I've come, what what I know, what I don't know, and how slow I need to baby step into this, he would have realized I could have been a coachee for a long time. And I could have had really baby steps and we could have celebrated these steps along the way, but he never took the time to listen to me and talk to me. He just wanted to tell me all about himself. He wanted to tell me all about the great things he's done. And when I got there, he wanted to take the guitar and he wanted to play the guitar and he wanted to sing and he wanted to show me all these chords, but he didn't care about me. So I think number one is trust. Number two is to understand where where your client is. Don't miss that piece. Identify, identify what it is, you know, what the goal is going to be based on an assessment of where you are. So that's number two. Number three, I wish that my guitar hero, not, would have helped me set a goal, a short-term goal that I was going to be successful at, and then a long-term goal so I could learn and he would teach me. And number four, that I could improve. He would teach me teach me more. So first of all, I think you got to have trust. Second of all, you have to assess, understand me. Or if you're the coach, understand your coachee. Spend the time, invest the time to find out where he or she is. Just because you may be an expert at something doesn't mean that you want to be directive in showing and pushing that knowledge on a newbie, a new coachee, because their success may be just a baby step. And you're expecting them to maybe have the same aspirations or goals that you may have because you're the coach. I don't know, but you won't ever know unless you talk to that person that you're trying to coach. That's all I wanted. I wanted a coach that I could trust. I wanted somebody who was going to listen and find out who I am and what I want out of this. Third, I wanted them to help me set a short-term and a long-term goal. Fourth, I wanted them to just teach me, show me, do it with me, do it alongside of me. Tell me when I'm right. Tell me when I'm wrong. Correct me, but encourage me. And number five, celebrate. Celebrate my little successes. Celebrate that I know what a G looks like because I had no clue. I'm not talking about Phoebe's bear claw, turkey leg, old lady, however I felt like one, sitting in that chair, being totally humiliated because I didn't even know that I had a simple guitar. 
I wasn't opposed to buying a more expensive guitar. I wasn't at all. I'm still not. But all I wanted somebody was to, you know, don't shoot me down. Don't make me feel like I'm two years old and I can't even, you know, walk. I'm trying. And I think that was the piece missing from this particular coach. So I thought, you know what? Because (laughs) there's all kinds of things that, you know, we're trying to learn out there to live our best life, to make sure that we don't lose our salt, that we keep passion about the things that we want to move towards. I kept thinking, you know, who were some of my most impactful coaches in my life? Why were some coaches like I would walk through fire for versus the guitar hero, not that all I wanted to do was just get out of there, just get out of there and go find another coach. What was the differentiator? And as I reflected on that, and as I pondered that, not only was there trust, not only was there understanding of me and who I am, Not only was there short-term and long-term goals, not only was there teaching, not only was there celebration of successes, there was an investment of getting to know me. There was an investment of seeing the potential in me before I saw it in myself. And honestly, I think, you know, one coach that will always stand out in my mind was my high school volleyball coach. She was an amazing individual and she has forever left a mark in my, in my heart and in everything I do. I know it because, you know, she, she believed in me before I believed in myself. She invested time to know me and to know what buttons motivated me. You know, people are motivated differently, obviously. You know, some people have internal motivation. Some are are motivated by rewards. And I was never that way. Everything's on the inside for me. So, And she knew those things about me. She knew that I was going to push myself harder than anybody was going to push me from the outside because that was just how I, I was. And I remember thinking, well, you know, in this world, we don't always just know how to get from A to Z. We sometimes need a coach. We sometimes need somebody who has done it before us, who we can help get there. And I think that is also something that is so important to me is that help somebody get to where you've gotten because you're, you are going to leave a legacy. And, you know, last week we were, you know, talking in our anniversary episode about leaving a legacy. And I think that is one of the greatest things that we can do. When we coach somebody and we build their capacity, we are paying it forward. And that a whole experience, as negative as it was, it just lit a fire underneath me to try to find another coach, a better coach. I already have a new plan. I already have a, another plan for my success. And you darn, you know, tootin', I am going to approach my interview process a lot differently and make sure before I ever invest the time and the energy into that meeting I'm going to get some of these questions answered. I'm going to find out if there's trust there. I'm going to find out what the style is. I'm going to find out if there's collaboration. I want them to know, I know diddly squat, but I want to learn. I want to walk away every lesson feeling like I have had a small success. I've accomplished something that I can go home and feel proud about. 
you know, I'm going to have to crawl before I can walk. I'm going to have to walk before I can run. And by George, before the end of the year, I'm going to be able to play a song on a guitar. So I think the moral of this story and this week is, you know, coaches are a dime a dozen. The coaching industry is just booming. And there are some absolutely fantastic coaches out there for whatever it is you want to do. But whether you're the coach or the coachee, there's just a few things that you and I need to make sure about before we start trying to influence anybody else. People, time is something that you can't, you know, you can't get back. Once you've wasted it, you just can't get it back. And you know what? We just can't waste a lot of time when we're trying to move forward. We have to make the right connections. We want to be in the right headspace. We want to be connected to people that support us and help us as small as a goal may be or as large as a goal may be. Whatever it is, that person that we're connecting ourselves with, that we're hitching our cart to, whatever our goal is, we want them to help us get there. It's not their goal. They should be saying, what is it that you want to do? How can I help you get there? And you've got to have trust. You got to identify where they're going. You've got to help them set goals and help them learn and teach them and help them improve and repeat it all over again. You know, lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat, and celebrate their successes. Give them something to be happy about every time they leave your presence. Whether you're the coach or the coachee, both parties should feel inspired. Both parties should feel accomplished walking away from a coaching session. So as I was pondering this week's message, I thought, well, you know what? I better tell my fiasco story and admit that it is, you know, well, three quarters of the way into the year. And I am still trying to connect with my guitar hero. (laughs) So I am so glad that you took the time to spend a few minutes with me this week as we talk about how we can still pay it forward. What does the coach look like? How can we coach and help others achieve their dreams, achieve what they want in this lifetime? And in doing so, you know what? We always learn about ourselves. So I thank you so much for tuning in this week. I thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Amanda Rollert Show. Share this episode with a friend, subscribe to my podcast, DM me, share with me some of the coaches in your life and maybe some of their characteristics that drew you to them or what makes a good coach a great coach. Thank you so much for listening this week. I wish you the greatest rest of this week. Have a great time. Come back and see us next time. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.